0: Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. Mm. Mm. Let's talk devils and islanders, let's talk penguins and rangers, but let's not talk about flyers, cause they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny,
1: which no one can deny. Episode 45 Friends and Rivals podcast coming at you. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Harkins With me as always are. Our... Oh, hey, it's Stephen Wojtowicz. John Doe. God damn it, you stole my thing.
2: <laughs> not John Doe. Fuck what? you, Billy. What?
0: Were you really gonna do John Doe second? Can't you read John Doe number two? There was a John Doe one and a John Doe two, though. Ah, uh, well. well can't either. you read his
3: thing? It says John Doe. <laughs> I'm not looking at the fucking screen. <laughs> oh, sorry.
1: Well, listen. We we come on as we normally do with breaking news. Alexei Lafreniere should be in the minors.
0: But that's How hockey about that? related.
1: How about them apples? No, wow. you're supposed to do something not hockey related. Oh, no, no, no. That I, I, I was going to wait for my segment, but I can't wait. Ah. I am. Those are some serious words. I am very upset with Alexei Lafreniere. All I've seen from him so far is the inability to be aggressive, the inability to lead, and the... Really, the inability to do anything. He gets the puck, and he gets rid of the puck immediately. He never holds on, tries to make a play one-on-one.
0: If And the inability for the Rangers to develop a player.
1: Well, (laughs) let's not get into that yet. But if you look at all of the other first-round picks that have ever been out there, can you point out one that was worse than Alexei Lafreniere? And Nils Yakupov, 10 times better. Than Alexei Lafreniere.
3: That can't be right. Here. It's probably ten, It, it,
1: it Points-wise, it's probably 10 times. Probably 10 times. Yeah, and not, Now, some of you may know, I exaggerate a little bit sometimes. Only, no. Only a little bit. But look, Owen Power didn't come out. Stayed in, in, in Michigan for a year to do further developing. I thought that was a great idea. And Jack Hughes is far more dynamic than Alexei Lafreniere. When far his shoulder more. isn't broken. Well, Well, yeah. Okay. Alexei Lafreniere needs to show me something. It starts Friday. If not, I don't know. Starts Friday. Alexei Lafreniere, you are on notice. From the Friends and Rivals podcast, you are on notice.
2: I am going to call my bookie tomorrow and put $10 on Alexei Lafreniere scoring a point this Friday. Oh, I'm sure he'll probably score a point. I'm sure. No, no. I'm going to do it just so he doesn't score a point.
1: I'm I'm sure of it. It, it, the, the, The bet would be a goal. I I would seriously doubt a goal would be coming or to be aggressive with the puck or to be aggressive period. He's very, very, he's a very passive player. He is just not aggressive. And I, I don't think I can't remember not seeing a former first overall pick, just be aggressive with the puck and be confident with the puck, be confident in his abilities. What happened to the guy that was in, you know, the junior leagues and and dominating and and dominating for team Canada. What, What happened to that guy? And, okay, COVID happened. Okay, I I get all that, but I don't know. That's something you just don't lose. You you don't lose the ability to play hockey and be aggressive. I'm sorry. Well, no, you don't lose
2: it, but you need to develop it at the speed of the NHL game versus the speed of junior. And one way to do that is to play a couple games in the minors. Yes, but, you know, when he's playing in juniors and he's got all this time with the puck and no one's going to knock him off the puck ever, it's a lot easier than playing against guys five years older than you with 30 pounds of muscle on you who are
1: much better at the game than the kids you were playing against before. I hear you. But a lot of these other kids, like, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to, why do I fucking do this?
2: Why do I fucking defend the fucking Ranger? Why? (laughs) I'm not
1: going to compare him to, you know, Connor McDavid because he's just in a world of his own. I, I can't, I can't compare him to Austin Matthews. I can compare him to Nico Heischer and Nico Heischer was, by far a better first overall pick than, than Alexei Lafreniere. I mean, I, I can, you want, I can even go as far as saying Rick Pietro was a better first overall pick than Alexei Lafreniere.
0: So far. I mean,
1: it, it pretty, I, pretty I, I feel like
0: this is, this is not a, a league for, for 18 year olds anymore in teenagers. Now he's 20. now he's all at 20 years old. I just, I just don't think it's, it's that easy. No matter where you're picked in the draft or where you're projected to, to step what? in the league at that age these
2: days. 90 games into his career?
1: No, I think less. Well, no, less than like that. 50 games and then seven this year. So, no, yeah, not even there. He's like a full he's season about yet. 60 about 60 60 plus games.
0: So, you gotta give him some time.
1: Yeah, and,
0: to put uh, to I, and, and point, it's no problem. Then maybe, then, then maybe he goes to the minors. Yeah, maybe
1: no maybe problem. Has, it, it's valid. Logical it is valid that I need to give him time. I agree with that, but he has yet to show me. That he belongs playing in the NHL and on a top line with Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider. Look, they're not doing him any favors because they're not doing jack shit either. But a first overall pick might elevate the other guys too. I don't know. My my I guess my my expectation, and I'm learning a lot about my expectation about people in life, um, and my expectation of a first round, a first, a number one overall pick was not Alexei Lafreniere. Sorry. It was more of the Austin Matthews or the, you know, Taylor Hall, Taylor Hall, uh, or Patrick Kane. Or I, I mean, they were comparing to Sidney Crosby, for Christ's sakes. And Crosby came into the league and what, had 100 points his first year? Well, that's just unfair. Oh, it's, unfair that.
2: to, it's unfair to put him in the, in, in the class with any of those three, McDavid, Crosby, or Matthews.
1: Yeah,
3: those guys are all, you know, far and away. They came into the league. They were They showed it immediately that they were all going to be superstars. And you know, that Matthews had a hat trick in his first game. Crosby came out and looked dynamite and played with with uh playing with um uh fuck, with Gmelio. But he he uh he's, he I think he had an assist first game too, didn't he? Uh Crosby. I could be wrong on that. I remember watching I, long I don't time
2: know, back. but I do know that he lost to the Devils in his first game. Oh, well, that's possible. That I do know.
3: But yeah, I love near – you know. I don't I don't remember the the Hyping nearly any what those guys were. I think he just was in a draft that was a little. It wasn't as strong as some of the, the drafts that we're talking about there with the rest of those guys and those fields, right?
1: With with but- Ramuski, he was he held every record or his second. He was the only only other player other than Crosby to have as many points and and goals and and assists and mm-hmm. all that other bullshit. That's why he was being compared to Sidney Crosby. Yeah.
3: A lot of guys get compared to different guys because they their point totals, but I don't know. I don't buy into that. It's always the, the play of the guy, the uh, how they play the game. I, I don't remember the hype being on him being really near the you know generational type of player. But he's a number one overall. He was clear like clearing away the guy from that draft class as the number one overall pick. You know, I think he needs time. Like everybody, every other guy that comes through that's not a superstar from you know immediately. Uh, you, you can, you can even point to Taveras not being there when he first was, uh, his first year, he couldn't skate compared to the guys that he was playing with. And it took him a couple of years to really get that, that figured out. Um, you know, you can, you can point to, I'm sure okay. a number of, wait, wait, I need to stop you now. Okay. Yeah.
1: John Taveras in his first year with the Islanders, 82 games, 24 uh-huh. goals, 30 assists, 54 points.
3: He had points. It's not that he couldn't. Yeah. But we're talking about two different players, right? Lafreniere plays a full-length full game already, right? That's, that's the thing on him, right? He's, he can play a two-way game. He can skate real well. He can do pretty much everything, right?
1: Defensively, he hasn't showed me all that much either. Sorry.
3: Well, d- defensively, John Tavares was not even in – like, he, he didn't play defense. Like, he, he, you could debate he even didn't play defense for a few years in, on the island. And he, he was definitely – give me the puck, and I'll score points. And anybody that's like that is going to get points um, that had his skill – you know, offensively. I don't, it's, it, the numbers are misleading, really. Like he, the team was shit. He was, he couldn't skate real well. and he, he pushed him off the puck pretty easily. He was, it's a little misleading. He was on every power play. You know, don't, if you look at the power play numbers, he, he probably has probably half his points are probably power play. I'd imagine. I don't know if you can see it from that. But anyway, um, not, not important. Not, at least
1: not the page I'm looking at, no.
3: Yeah, not, not important. I think, I think he's just going to need time. That's it. He's not the same type of player. And if he develops into a really good two-way player, you know, a uh, number two uh, center for the Rangers, and you know, I think he's fine. He's, he's well, just good. You mean out a center? He's a wing, so he'll never be that. Sorry. Let me let me ask you. If, <laughs> let me <laughs> ask you if any. Let me ask you if any of these.
2: <laughs> let me ask you if any of these names stand out to you: Quentin Byfield, Tim Stutzel, Lucas Raymond, or Jamie Drysdale. Dude,
1: uh, Lucas Raymond had a hat spot. trick. Had a hat trick the other night. Yeah. Tim Stutzel likes to dive. But he, in this in this season though, I, from what I saw playing against Ottawa, the Ranger game, he was very dynamic. No, and, and listen, I, I, I get it. But who was further down in that in that draft? Holtz. Pretty dynamic player. In the he's in the minors. Yeah. Getting well, adjusted to the North American ice right where Lafreniere belongs to get a custom. Well, at this point, are you pot committed? Can you send him down to the minors? Absolutely. You think you can? Why not? Oh boy! Well, I think that'll damage his confidence even more, don't you think? After no. being in the NHL for for two seasons, and then saying, "Well, why don't you go down and work on some things?"
2: You don't so, think he knows? You don't think he's he knows he's not playing up to his potential?
1: Yeah. And listen, he 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 was put on notice by his coach and by the media, and he took accountability for for how he was playing, and and he even said he needs to step up. So it's going to be very very interesting to see on Friday how he performs after making the statement that he needs to step up and play a, a, a more aggressive game. So let's see what he's got. Can't wait. And he's not the only Ranger who needs to be in the minors right now. I can tell you that right now. But I'll save that till we get to the, uh,
3: to the By metrics. By the way, Santavara's yeah, first year, 25 power play points out of 54. That's pretty close to half points.
1: I wasn't I wasn't doubting you. N- not with your islander knowledge for sure.
3: I just wanted to say I got I fucking got a, a stack close here. It wasn't uh, complete bullshit. That's
1: all. Oh congratulations. You just can't <laughs> get the segments down. That's 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 what we really need,
3: Nick. 46.3 percent. Thanks, Billy. Amen. <laughs> Fuck you, Tom.
1: Oh, uh, what is going on in Chicago? What the hell is going on? Sex time. (laughs) Boy, oh boy. I knew we were going to begin like that. Now, I got to be honest with you. I have not been following this a whole hell of a lot uh, until actually tonight when I actually read an article about it to find out what was going on. And holy crap, the video guy, he's that important to the team that you need to cover for him? He's the video guy. You can't find another kid who can put videos together? Steve can you put videos together I could have done it absolutely yeah. uh, can you do it for our for the marketing department can you tell the marketing department to put them I'll
2: up? you know what I'll write a memo and I'll send it to the marketing department because there's it's a separate department oh, okay I got you
1: did you get the memo so uh, Nick I'm gonna turn it over to you uh, you 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 perused the uh, the report that came out from whatever uh, private firm that handled this so uh, go ahead and take her away
3: yeah, so a uh, report came out, um, was it at this point yesterday, uh, day before? So, got a ton of information came out of the report. Kind of the important pieces, you know, first, first and foremost, the after it looks like uh, game four in as this is like 2009, 2010, you know, playoffs, whatever series it was, there was a meeting um, with Jim Gary, Stan Bowman, Al McIsaac, John McDonough, Kevin Chevaldeov. How the fuck you say that guy's name? No, that's Shevoldavav. right. Shevoldavav. You, you got it. Yeah. You had it. And, and Jay Blunk. All though, all those members were present on a meeting to discuss this exact scenario that would happen with, um, with Aldrich and uh, John Doe. And so this meeting apparently lasted 10 to 25 minutes. Um, and uh, basically... Uh, I to mentioned, Quinville is in there as well. Quinville was called to the front office to join the meeting while it was going on because this involved the coach. So with this, the important thing on the um, reason I'm bringing this part up is that they've all kind of, Quinville and um, Bowman and, and basically all the players you've all denied knowing anything about this. So this starts off with, they all fucking knew about it, which is kind of a huge problem, right? Um. So, where? Why is this important, right? What's the big fucking deal, right? So, this something happened, right? So, that's kind of what we we've all been kind of not quite sure what happened, and that was kind of the a big piece of the report. So, it starts off that um, it's this trainer, basically this uh this guy Aldrich, the video guy, he put on he started kind of like grooming John Doe, and he put on some like he went to there on a basically on a uh you know in the room together. He threw on uh, the, some, some video he was supposed to put on a game, hit the remote button, and porno comes on, come, turns it off. Oh, now you know I was watching yesterday. <laughs> you know, made some comment, puts it back on for like 15, 20 seconds, turns it off, makes some other comments, puts it on, and leaves it on. And starts this, like, process where he's, like, you know, starting to target this guy. And then later on um, – hey, hang
1: Hang on a second. Are you sure you're talking about what happened in Chicago and not the 1950s – psa I, I, video yeah, i sent you on yeah. youtube last not night the
3: same thing not the same thing Crap.
1: <laughs> he probably watched it i'm sorry <laughs> well incidentally i sent that i it just popped up <laughs> i don't know why it popped up on my youtube yeah but it, I, yeah. I i honest to god i just sent it because i found it hilarious it made me think about opie and anthony <laughs> that, I, I did not think well, it would have any relation that
2: guy that guy saw it. that video as a how-to
1: not a psa yeah.
2: <laughs> And I
0: think it came on your YouTube because you looked up that creed song
1: <laughs> Oh crap, I did look up that creed. Billy, it's all your fault because you couldn't find it back damn. It. No, you couldn't share I couldn't your share
3: uh, it. You couldn't share. Damn it. Sorry, Nick. That's all right. Anyway, so the heavy part is where it goes next. So now, like, okay, this is kind of setting the stage for where these where this should start to really go down. Um, so anyway, long story short. This guy, uh, he essentially, huh? What does that say? Oh, so essentially, uh, during the interview with John Doe, John Doe explained that he basically, this guy Aldrich, pushed him down, or had him had him all, he was on top of his back, dry humped him to completion on his back, and then told him, "You'll never tell anybody this happened, or you'll never play hockey again." or I'll break your legs or something like that. Right. You make some other weird comments about ending his career. He wouldn't walk again or something. Okay. So that's, that's one of the incidents. Another one was he basically got him intoxicated. He's not really sure. At least it wasn't quite sure from all the information that was in the report, the, the, the sections I was looking through, but essentially. This was, this a,
1: happened to that Kyle beach kid yes or to another person because there was the same
3: yeah this is this 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 is John Doe one this is the yeah I didn't didn't say John Doe two yeah so this is uh anyway he he another incident if uh, he basically threatened to hit him with a bat or stick and then um he might have hit him he just wasn't sure he was he was under the he he was not really able to fight back um but basically the, the Alders guy performed oral sex on him masturbated, and then ejaculated on him. So then all this happens, right? Let's, we'll stop there on the, the heavy shit, right? And so all this happens. He makes the reports. Nothing comes out of it. Basically, this meeting comes about. All the players are all, all the management all know about it. They don't say anything. Basically, they said they, what came out of it was they were, they didn't want any negativity around the, the, the cup run. They wanted to focus on the cup run. So they basically shoved it down. Um, there was uh, one coach that was unintended. Uh, unintended. There was one coach that uh, did publicly speak about it, and he back in twenty ten. I forget the guy get the dude's name. I'll look it up later. But he he's like one of the only reasons this even came up. This is even here now because at least one person kind of pushed this thing, and it was actually you know something that has records. There's meetings for this. If this didn't happen, it, it could have been impossible to like, you know, even even come back to. So the other piece to this is that not only did this happen, this got kind of pushed away, nobody fucking said anything. Um, it went up to the NHLPA, at least there's that they know about. So certain members of the HLPA, they're aware of it. We're not sure yet how far up it goes and if it goes up to Bettman or not. But um, the players all fucking knew about it. Not only that, but they uh not they Basically, there's there's report things of him being a uh, John Doe, uh, being you know called it, uh, F word. I don't know how. Yeah, we'll go F word on the on the podcast. Um, does it and, rhyme uh, with maggot? It does. It okay. does. And um, and ask him if he you know saying what they say. It was uh, uh, they asked him. They were saying the uh, I guess the guy left uh, asked if he liked that blowjob or what. It's kind of the things they were saying to him. So they fucking knew. This was like on the ice, guys being like assholes to their young. This is a young kid. He was only like he just he's trying to make the team, so you know he came on into the playoffs from um, basically from a, a what's it from the, the the AHL. He was like, you know just like kind of coming in and see if they can get him some minutes. But nevertheless, like it, it was it was well known. You look at the the roster from two thousand nine, two thousand ten. That's the whole fucking list. The guys that all knew about it. And then, of course, they're not going to say nothing. Like, this, I'm sure, has propagated throughout the NHL. Uh, They're all friends from different teams, and they probably all fucking made fun of this guy. And it's been basically just they've tried to keep it under the wraps for a long time. And now we're here today. This is the day after the report's been released. Shit's been blown up. Um, Nobody's been fired exactly. Stan Bowman stepped away as GM. He stepped away as the GM of the the United States hockey team. Um, uh, so he's basically, you know, going to try and make this a graceful exit. It's going to be a pretty much a shit show from here on out, though. There's not really uh, much uh, that, that can be done there. Uh, John Doe, number one, uh, came out today as Kyle Beach. He um, It was pretty obvious uh, from reading, a, well, apparently from online, what people are saying, if you look through the report, you know, in certain sections, it was only a couple of guys that could possibly be, and based on the, I guess height um, or some other pieces that they, they used in the explanation of who John Doe one and two were, it was pretty obvious that this could only be one person. But he came out today and said that he was, you know, he came out as the guy, and um, it's going to be a pretty huge story for the NHL, and and they got to figure out uh, how they're going to handle this. Uh, Quinville and um, what's the other guy's name? Javeldeau. Dayoff. Uh, are both coaches right now and uh, well, NHL Shovel Day is off
1: from. is the GM for the Winnipeg Jets. GM.
3: Thank you. Uh, so those two guys are gonna be under the radar, under the magnifying glass for the next 24
1: who, hours. Who initiated this and who came out first and started complaining about it? Was it, was it, was it Beach or was this stemming back from because after this guy got let go by the Blackhawks, didn't he go to? Uh, a, a high school team or a college team to be a coach cool. on that team and then yeah. got got in trouble for sexual assault of a of a kid yeah. in high school
3: yes. yeah yeah I'll, so this is the problem so aldrich I, yeah i didn't go into that part he gets let go or whatever happened however they, they let it go happen in the in back at, after the playoff run he gets his he gets his ring he gets on the, he's on the fucking cup all this shit right um, right. which is he, part had his, of the, he had his date with the cup, yeah. he, was, he was at the parade, he was allowed yeah. to do all that shit. Right. And this and Kabich is like the part of this whole thing was he was you know having a fucking meltdown because of essentially, you know, this guy is being celebrated and he's you know like weeks before prior this all this shit had happened. So um, so and Kabi ends up becoming a, a huge bust, you know, from a prospect perspective, because essentially he's there he didn't get over this obviously huge event he never got over it and he you know he he was living it all the time and in the in the black house organization didn't you know and he ends to go overseas um aldris ends up going to what was it michigan or i forget which which college it, some, it was some,
1: or, yeah someplace in michigan yeah yeah it and wasn't so, university of michigan it was no, some no. lower level one
3: yeah so he has an, he, he has another incident with another kid and so this kind of starts the thing right again because now kyle beach reads about it And then he's like, not only did he get the job
1: at that college, Joel Quenville wrote him a letter of fucking recommendation.
3: I mean, how
1: how was he behind the bench tonight?
3: I I don't get it.
1: I don't understand how he's he's coaching tonight. I'm sure he thinks he didn't do anything wrong.
2: uh, Like if you were to be in his mind, he
1: doesn't think he did anything wrong
0: yeah, just like everybody at Penn State said Joe Paterno did nothing wrong. Exactly the same.
1: you're right. but Bowman what came on record is saying didn't he didn't didn't he say something to the effect of he told his superior, who was the C, president president CEO of the Blackhawks at the time, and he just followed his marching orders from the president and CEO. I think that was in his statement um, at, at his at, at his resignation. But that doesn't absolve you of of what you did. You should have done more. And I think that's the point here. And that's that's what everyone's trying to to get through. And that's what happened at Penn State. It's not only telling somebody, telling your superiors, but you got to do more about it. You can't just let this just happen. Oh, I told my boss I'm I'm good. I'm absolved of this. Well, no, you had you had working knowledge of this happening and you did nothing. That's the biggest problem here. And this is really gonna
2: stain, you know, anybody's career that's involved with the team, right? I mean, this has gotta go. This has got to be tarnished Tave's record. This has got to tarnish Kane's reputation. Not that he needed much help, but anybody that was on the team and knew about this has to be just as guilty
1: as the coach and the GM. What they're saying, take the names off the cup, do all that stuff and take take the ring, take that, that section of the ring off the cup. If this was the NCAA, I mean, they have taken away NCAA championships for less than this. Didn't they take away and some of Penn State's championships because of this? Yeah.
0: Well, well I don't know if Penn State won any championships. I, ten, I think I, Big I don't Ten don't championships.
2: Whatever they won. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll NCAA agree?
0: vacates titles constantly. But, I mean, look, I mean, I, I think over to the Astros. If, if they didn't take the Astros World Series away from them from a couple of years ago. I, I don't see them actually taking you know vacating the, the, the cup championship. Uh, I don't think that's plausible. But there's going to be circumstances for all these guys.
3: Yeah, that, I agree that it's it's not like they're going to be able to I don't think they'll able to take the cup away from them or anything like that. But never, but think of it this way. So what's interesting is they the NHL fined Blackhawks two million dollars as part of this, and I was reading that uh, the Devils were fined three million dollars for oh, the for entire Kovalchuk. For Kovalchuk debacle. Yeah. So one of those things was a cap circumvention hurt nobody. Was just Lou being a douchebag compared to a big event that affected multiple lives, and you know it's going to be a real fucking. Uh, it's going to be a real black eye for the NHL. More so it destroyed than
2: destroyed this kid's life. Yeah, it destroyed yeah. his life.
3: Yeah, and it led to another kid getting in. You know, another kid getting uh, abused by this guy. So it's at
1: least two people. Yeah, John Doe number two wasn't revealed.
3: Uh not yet. But it's a good chance that after John Doe one coming coming out as Cobb Beach, uh there's a good chance that maybe the other guy will also come through and talk about his, his and, We'll see.
2: And in all honesty, you, you can't say it enough how courageous Beach is for coming forward. Oh my god, like, even though yeah. you could figure it out, right? You're saying you could figure it out right. based on the report and the information. For him to to really step forward and say, yep, that was me, is just crazy remarkable. It's-
3: yeah, because think of that. Like, even if people figured it out, they're like, they kind of did, but no one was, like, putting out their name. And it wasn't like, your name's not out there. It's just, right. like, speculation. But as soon as you come out, then, like, all of a sudden, all these things that happened in this report and our people are talking about are all now associated to this guy. You're putting
2: a face to it, Yeah,
3: yeah. And, you know, now it becomes real serious. Um, and then, you know, so that's – now it's like it's real fucking – it's on, right? So it'll be really interesting to see how this plays out in the next 24 hours, honestly. NHL is going to have to come through with some serious uh, movements. They can't just, you know, sit back and, and wait right. for some – another. There's a lot of damage control style. they need to do. Another
2: school. thing that really, really shocked me was the fact that he mentioned that not only did players and management know – and, and other players in the league, members of the media were aware You're of right. what happened.
3: You're right.
1: Everyone How were the they team.
2: not reporting it?
1: I, there, I mean, there was yeah. um, one guy, the beat writer for The Athletic, Mark Lazar Lazarus. He was not part of the Blackhawks beat right until 2013. However, he wrote a book about and put the 2010 Blackhawks team on a pedestal. Um, And it's all in his book about the 2010 team. Uh, And he's been on record of saying, hey, listen, my my reputation is now tarnished because I wrote a book glorifying these fucking people. And now my name is going to forever be attached to them. And I wasn't even covering the goddamn team in 2010. So. You know, you look at a guy like that who wasn't covering the team in 2010, but still wrote a book about him. And he is going to be his name is just attached to this scandal, even though he had nothing to do with it.
2: You don't think that during his research for that book,
1: he heard stories? No, no. and, And he says it specifically. And you can see it on Twitter that even in any story that came out, this none of this was ever discussed. At least listen, that's what he's saying on the Twitter. Okay, and and yes, he specifically addressed that. Well, when situation. did the book?
2: Do you know? Does he say when the book came out?
1: Uh, he started with for the Blackhawks in 2013. I guess it came after that. I don't know. I I, I guess I can find the. Uh,
2: so the... obviously, not that we really needed it, but obviously in the last five years or so, there is a much different culture when it comes to the media and this kind of a story. Something that might not have been reported in 2011 would obviously be. Definitely reported nowadays, not saying that this shouldn't have been reported then, but I still think in doing research for the book, it would have come out in in 2015 or so.
1: So here's his direct comment on Twitter. (laughs) Uh, I didn't start covering the Blackhawks until 2013. That said, I did write a book that put that 2010 team on a pedestal. John McDonough included. I own that. No, I never heard about it. It never came up in my book interviews. No, that doesn't absolve me um, uh, of blindly glorifying them. And the name of the book was "If These Walls Can Talk." Mm-hmm. Chicago Blackwell. How do you how do you have a name of how do you name Wowsers. the book that if you didn't hear the stories? Oh, wowzers! Wowzers! So yeah. So yeah, they beat
2: the,
1: they beat the Bruins. Twenty ten, or is that Flyers. They beat the Flyers? Fuck the flyers. Fuck, fuck the, the flyers. flyers. Yeah, see, fuck the flyers. I can't even see how we work that in there. To see we, how we do this on the front. I
2: would Black be, flyers. I would be interested still now to go back and see who the beat writers were, for the various Chicago outlets in that, you know, for that year, and and have somebody ask them, hey, did you know about this?
1: Sure. Hey, it's whoever yeah. recovered from the Chicago Sun Times
0: for sure. And I mean, I can't even understand that. 2010 was not 40, 50 years ago. I mean, there were who wouldn't have been dying to break a, a sensationalist story like this a decade ago or, or you know, 11 years ago. I mean, right. I, I how, did it, how did
1: it, the how did it last? Did spill the beans. How did it last in the closet for 10, for 10 years?
2: Yeah. Probably the age old, Hey, you don't report on this and you'll get all the exclusive interviews you want, or you don't report on this. And you got me as an insider with the team.
3: I, th- I think it's also because they got, you know, they didn't. He didn't come forward for a long time, and you know, into a position of like getting a lawyer and and you know, telling getting a report done and all these things that, you know, it was obviously like well known with throughout the organization, but yeah. you know, nobody nobody pursued it as a like serious thing. Maybe some of them maybe thought it was maybe as people come in, maybe they thought it was less of a you know maybe it was a hazing ritual and it wasn't that bad. They thought considering like you know oh, you know, I've been through worse or some bullshit and then, you know, not realizing it was fucking terrible shit, you know, and not being like, maybe this was all bad shit that happened. Because, you know, I I mean, there's probably worse, maybe as bad or worse shit that happens with, you know, in juniors and like, you know, hazing in college and all sorts of shit that happens, right? That people don't end up talking about or bring it up. And this just happens to be a situation where it does come through. You know, in the light of, you know, massive success of a guy that, you know, in the sense of like they won the cup, the guy, you know, goes on to another job somewhere else. And if it wasn't for the fact that he, you know, ends up being in the media for another incident, the guy he originally, you know, uh, abused, uh, maybe would have just held on to it. Maybe he wouldn't have brought anything up. Maybe he would have just forgotten about it. Maybe he would have come back like 20 years later. Hard to say, right? Like, it's it's like something... Something caused him to actually come forward and make a make a much bigger thing about it because nobody cared. Nobody gave a shit in the organization. Nobody gave a shit in the media. They all felt it was a fucking just either a story or it was like whatever that shit happens in the locker room, and that's the kind of shit that the NHL has to fucking weed out. They can't. Hopefully, this is not the tip of the iceberg. Hopefully, yeah, this is all, like.
2: And well, also, who who doesn't believe that Gary Bettman knew? Exactly.
3: Pretty sure the whole problem he's going to have is he's going to have to fucking walk away very soon. If, if he knew anything about it. Yeah. He's got to set up a way to get out of this because he's, he's going to be really, really fucked. Do
1: you think that the s- president and CEO was it John McDonough would have said anything to Yeah,
2: it, he, And here's how that statement would have gone. Hey, hey, Gary, just so you know, I heard this story. So just in case anybody asks about it, it's, this is, this is what I heard. It That's might, a, you I mean, got to cover your ass. You know, yeah. he's got this guy's probably thinking I got to cover my ass.
1: But you don't. T- you don't tell the owners of the fucking franchise. You tell Gary Bettman. They, the 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 Wurts was Wurts? The Wurts family knows nothing about this. Ah, uh, they shouldn't. They wouldn't. That's they what wouldn't they are claiming anyway. on the Twitter. So you you
3: think that Gary Bettman would have known before the Wurts family? Well, if the NHLPA you know uh, knew about it. they could have they could have mentioned it to bettman i doubt i doubt that they would you know a guy all right so owners are kind of people that finance this whole fucking operation right yeah it bettman's not really gonna give them you know low-level shit like this in his mind in his mind this is like team thing right they got to fucking deal with it he doesn't want to bring this to an owner and be like hey you got some some we have we have a guy that's uh you know the the video director guy he's abusing the players like He's not going to go with that shit to them. He's going to be like, "Hey, GM, hey, president of the fucking co- of this this organization, you go fucking get rid of this guy. You fucking clean it up and deal with it, right?" Yep. But that's maybe, and that's what happened potentially. Who knows? We we're not going to find out probably for a while if, if Batman had any any idea about this,
1: if ever,
3: if, if ever. ever,
1: we may never find out. Well, look, very interesting. Joel Quenville uh, get hopefully his last win in the NHL tonight as the Panthers beat the Bruins 4-1. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. It's going to be a very interesting week. Anything happen in the Metro this past week? Anything going on? Nothing? Oh, you mean the the battles? You mean the the Metro division? You mean the the division that we cover on this podcast? Yeah, Tom, we had plenty of games to talk about. You mean the hockey thing? Yeah, the hockey thing. Bill, well, Alexis is still is Crosby still not back? Crosby is still not
0: back. He's is he in the video room right now? He's cock teasing all of us. Uh, and uh, actually, today the the report was that he was back in practice with the first line with the first power play unit. There's a game
2: tomorrow, he'll play Saturday. Oh, he won't play.
0: Uh, so you know it'll probably be another week or whatever.
2: I I, I don't know what the
0: hell they expect anymore.
2: They want to ease him into the lineup. He'll play Saturday. Ease him in. They got New Jersey. <laughs>
0: well, I, I they have Calgary tomorrow and I fear that one because that could be a trap game for sure. It's a
2: trap game. Big deal, big, time. big the four, time. The four one on one flames
0: coming into town.
1: Well, I don't um, think that the flames are a trap game anymore. Yeah, I, I would have to I don't think so. For those um, of you
2: listening at home, you would have gotten that joke had we gone with our originally scheduled pet peeves segment.
1: <laughs> what? Well, well, that would have been a yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess Billy would have brought it up as a pet. I, well, I, I, I've got,
0: I've got. At least I think, I think shot passes
1: Shot pass is above. We got a shot a pass. We got Gordie Howe
0: hat trick. Uh, right. Really. There's,
1: there's lots <laughs> of stuff that Billy is really annoyed about in, in yeah. the world of hockey, which I we'll really probably get lot to with next pet week segment. <laughs> It's, I, I'm gonna have to pace myself
0: with a pet peeve Um But now the Penguins, so Crosby was not back yet in the uh, two games that we had since the last time we all spoke. Uh, the the Penguins did get the get the happy opportunity to play the Toronto Maple Leafs and just kick the ever loving shit out of that pathetic fucking franchise. Uh, I, I so was they,
1: shocked at that score. I I turned it on hilarious. and it was seven one. I was like, what the fuck?
0: Seven to one without I'll go through the list. Seven to one without Crosby, Malkin, Brian Rust, Chris Letang, Jeff Carter, seven to one without five of their of their key, you know, skaters. So uh yeah. Uh you know, I right? had a couple of goals.
1: Is that math correct? Five, five missing guys. Thinking. Is Thinking. that math
2: right? Yes, I've got five guys as well. Okay, good.
0: Five guys. Hmm. I'm starving. We got any burgers? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. The uh. So the yeah. they Drew O'Connor had a couple of goals in that game. Um. I, I don't even know. I don't even know the guys who fucking scored. I mean, who the hell were these people? Anyway. Um. Yeah. They just they just dismantled Toronto and then and then they uh, waited until Saturday. They had a Little bit of a layoff. They had like three days off until Saturday and it was like, oh, Crosby could be back. And no, he wasn't back again. So same cast of characters tried to take on um, Tampa um, and uh, and and they lost. They went down uh, five to one in that one. Did I say that was Saturday? I think the other game was Saturday. I mean, that was just a couple of days ago. But anyway, Tampa, um, you know, they, they didn't play a bad game against Tampa the 5-1 score uh, kind of got inflated with, you know, empty net at the end. Um, it was really a matter of the Penguins again, missing all those key players and then trying to go up against uh, Vasilevsky, who, who really did look like, again, like, like the underrated Vezina winner uh, that he
1: should be. We're going to that one down, bud. Biggest underrated goalie ever. Yeah.
2: we going to live that one down.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Vasilevsky was, Vasilevsky really uh, kept the Penguins off the board early in the game. The Penguins were real competitive, getting the better of the chances, not out shooting Tampa necessarily, but actually getting just more quality chances. Uh, But Vasilevsky turned them all away. Uh, Point broke through in the second period. And, and, you know, the Penguins just got themselves in a little trouble when they were trying to play catch up. So um, all in all, you know, losing 5-1, it was, I was actually more disappointed in their game against the Stars last week. Uh, that they lost in a uh, shootout. Uh, then even the, the 5-1 loss to Tampa, they, they didn't play that bad. So the Penguins kind of c- are continuing on that win-one, lose-one, win-one, lose-one in, in regulation or overtime or whatever. Um, and so I guess they're at like uh, 3-1 and three one and 2 at this point. Um, so they're, they're kind of treading water in the absence of a lot of those key players. um, And, and, you know, that, that's just kind of what they have to shoot for until Crosby and some of these guys start to come back, whether that's sooner or or later. And so that's our report on the Penguins. How are they doing over in Jersey, Steve?
2: Well, you'll find out on Saturday when our teams match up, it's the, uh, the first of the season that, uh, and it's the first time this season, any of our teams will be playing each other. So that's a momentous occasion as opposed to last year where it was like like every other game we were playing against one another terrible week this week. Uh, Terrible game against Washington third string goalie apparently what happened was Jonathan Bernier played last Tuesday and on Wednesday when he woke up he couldn't walk and I guess it's pretty important if you're going to be a goalie in the NHL that you can walk.
0: Well, actually, they move less than the other players. So I
2: mean, They do, but I think standing is still important. So he couldn't go Thursday against Washington, so Wedgwood played and just they were completely overmatched. Saturday comes and they give Nigel Dawes his NHL debut against Buffalo. That's my joke. You can't
1: steal my joke. What? No. That's my no, no, no. joke. I call him Nigel Dawes.
2: So Dawes gets his uh, debut on Saturday. And uh, again, they came out very flat third period. They tied it up against Buffalo and wound up winning in overtime to give the kid his first W. He was the third star of the game, which was very controversial for Tom. Tom definitely believed he deserved at least the second star, if not the first star.
1: Mick, the kid's making his NHL debut. Gave up what? One goal? Yes. Early, early in the game? Yes. Made some really key saves for the team. And they gave him the third star. Uh, Very short sighted in the Devils.
2: Then we moved on to the game against Calgary. Now, the the Flames played the Rangers Monday, and I didn't get to watch it, but Tom was sure to point out how fundamentally sound Calgary plays. And this motherfucker ain't wrong. They are a good team. Now, granted, they were given a a couple of gift opportunities by the Devils, but they capitalized on all of their chances and shot out to a four to nothing lead in the first period. So maybe we got to rethink our Western conference picks because Calgary looks pretty good. Why
1: the fuck did I pick LA? LA. Why the fuck LA. did I do that? Cause you wanted to get
0: <laughs> tacos in LA.
2: <laughs> you want to know what's even worse. I picked Colorado. Not only that we were at a wedding two weeks ago and we were sitting near a couple from Colorado. They had just moved there. And I said, you got to get out to an avalanche game. You got to jump on the avalanche bandwagon because they're going to win the Stanley cup this year. Yeah. They're two and four now. now I know they're, not gonna, they're not going to, they're not going to be that bad all year, but yeah, I, I think I, I might've screwed them. I'm sorry about that. Colorado. Don't put money <laughs> on their, uh, on
0: whoever they play.
2: That's I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> um, obviously no Hughes for all three games. No word on when he's back. No word on what, when Wood's back. Um, Wedgwood got his first COVID shot, which is great because he will then get his second one in two weeks and then be Blackwood. Blackwood. I'm sorry. Blackwood. Blackwood got his shot. He'll be he'll get the second one in two weeks and be ready one for that first guns. game in, in uh, Canada in the beginning of December.
1: Wait, They got, got Miles his... Wood, they got Wedgwood, they got Blackwood. Any more Woods?
2: They're sporting some wood in New Jersey. Whoa! Zing! Uh, Brett and Sharon Govich have been called out by the coach. It was nice to hear Lindy Ruff after last year. Uh, last year, they got a pass basically the whole season. It was, Hey, let the kids play let them make the mistakes. You know, as long as we're building towards something that's as long as we're moving in the right direction, that's all I want to see this year. The gloves are off. He's, he's calling players out by name, which is a nice change of pace. And it's going to be interesting to see how both Brett and Sharon Govich, Respond to that. So that's how things look in Jersey. How are they looking in New York?
1: Well, I'm, I'll i start. No,
2: no, the other I'm New not, York. Not, <laughs> no, I'm not. Actual, no, we're not talking.
1: Best, well, no, you is. transition to Calgary. That's that's the way. That's the way it should go. God damn it! But if, if Nick wants to go first, that's fine.
3: No problems. Sure, I'll go first then, Tommy. Good. I needed a nap. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be short today. It's not gonna be too long of an update, but. Anyway, um, I also had uh, a few different uh, games this week. Three games. Uh, actually, pretty much a much better uh, turnaround from the last uh, few games earlier early in the season. Uh, Varlamal's still out. Uh, but it sounds like he's going to be back. Um, for the next game. Uh, we uh, Corey and went on waivers back down. Uh, for the HL. Um, and so basically, that means Varley must be ready. So we don't have another, we don't have another, we don't have a fourth goalie on, on the team that's, would make the team. So anyway, long story short, Varley should be back probably for Friday. Uh, we play our only game for next week. Uh, I'm sorry, Saturday uh, against Nashville. Uh, Isles have been off since the last game on Sunday. So they have five days off between games with this wacky start of the season, um, in the, uh, the schedule. Uh, and not only that, but they won't don't even play again until they play Montreal, uh, on the following Thursday. So I'm only going to have one game to report on next week, to be honest. And it's going to be, uh, you know, not a lot there. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, uh, other than the games, uh, we signed it, in, in my opinion, a, a pretty strange contract. I don't know if you guys know, saw this. Um, Ross yeah, Johnson signed up four year deal for it was like one point one one point one, 1. Yeah. 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 So to me, I, I know you, well, yeah, he's not, it's not a bad deal, right? Like it's just, it's four years at 1.1, 1. 1, which for a guy that hasn't played a lot of hockey in terms of the games, like he's, he's, he's a, he's a, he's not a, a regular rotation guy. He comes in, someone's hurt or they put in, they want a bigger another force on or, A lot of times Martin's been hurt or Clutterbuck and he fills it on the fourth line. So apparently uh, what we've been reading about is that Lou didn't want to send him down through waivers. He was afraid he'd get picked up. Um, And so this is maybe a way to keep him from having to go through waivers at this point by signing this deal. And um, he basically can um, have him, I guess, for four years. And eventually maybe he's going to take over for Clutterbuck uh, Claire Buck's not signed next year, so he's, I, thought, he's I
1: thought who's that defenseman? I thought it was, the, I thought he was the big de- defenseman.
3: No, he's a forward. Um, well, yeah, I you
1: know think now. about Mayfield?
3: You think about Mayfield? I'm thinking, I'm
1: thinking about Mayfield. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah
3: Mayfield Mayfield that. was on the also on. A very, I, th- a I thought video.
1: that was the three years at 1.1, and that's why I said, really? What a that was great value. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mayfield's deal was great. Um, now, and, and, and to be honest, even at the time people were like, Oh, he's a third, third line defenseman. You know why he signed for four years. And it was like, well, he's getting signed for like nothing. So like, you can't complain. Um, this is a little different to me because he's not a regular rotation guy. So I'm a little perplexed unless it means that he's going to take over for Clutterbuck next year. The problem he has is he doesn't kill penalties. That's the problem with replacing Hutterbuck. Clutterbuck, replaced, you know, he kills penalties, he plays real hockey. Jonathan's gotten better as a hockey player for sure, but I don't, I, he seemed more of a replacement for a guy like Martin who hits everything. But if, even then,
1: if, yeah. listen, if you can make Pavel Buchnevich into a penalty killer, you can make anybody into a penalty
3: killer. So, and maybe I that happens. Okay. so, yeah. so we'll see, we'll see how this is all gonna play out. He, at the end of the day, he's 1.1 million off the cap not a killer in any way, just four years of them. They really like the guy rewarding him, whatever. This is maybe a Lou move where they're like, you know, reward the guy that in the locker room. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. next. I think really, we'll we'll know what the kind of deal is after, you know, in the off season when they, if they don't sign Clutterbuck again, or, you know, if they don't sign certain guys and he moves up or something, but again, he's a fourth liner. He's not really a third line guy. So I I don't see it unless he just replaces a a player here and there. Um, Game-wise, we ended up going um, uh, uh, 2-0 and 1. We lost the game to to Columbus in overtime. Uh, Team started to play better uh, overall, but uh, they ended up not getting the win Um, in overtime. Next couple games, they had a back-to-back with Arizona and Vegas. Those two games were really interesting. Both shutout wins for Sorokin um, in back to back nights, nonetheless, which I found was I don't, I can't remember the last time, you know, that we've had a goalie, and not from the aisles at least, play both games back to back. A lot of times we've been doing, you know, we get back to backs They're pretty much, unless Barley was been on a, maybe he was on a, a tear and they decided to play both games, but not usually the case. Now we, especially on a road trip, on, 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 road on trip.
1: home ice, you can see that happen more often.
3: Yeah. Yeah, this is Arizona Vegas. They're pretty close together in terms of, you know, uh, quick flight uh, from Phoenix to Vegas, but nevertheless it was um it was interesting to to see this the team come out. They played much different these two games. They they've been hitting everything. So, in the Phoenix game they had um 37 hits and then they had 44 against uh, Vegas or against Vegas. And to be and the the two goals against Vegas were were both opportunistic goals. They played really that tight Islander hockey looked way better than they, they've been looking. They looked kind of like they're starting to gel again. Um, typical their game got out shot 42 to 26, but had 44 hits to 19 and they had 21 blocks. So, I mean, the combination of 42 shots on goal and 21 blocks, it's a shit ton of shots, man. Um, anyway, look at it that the Vegas hat took from against us and they still got nothing. They got no goals. Sorokin made 36 saves, um, and you know, night before he had another 26. I think it was so pretty, fucking good games from him. Really k- keeping this like this road trip from hell, um, you know, alive. Getting the two go- the two wins, and this is back to back. I really thought the Isles would would. I was hoping they would rebound after the, these two games. I didn't think they would do it during these two games because they played three games and four nights on the road. And came out of it with five points out of a possible six. After they had started off the season pretty, pretty slow, they didn't look really great. Do you so, think
2: maybe as a veteran team, they saw these two games and then the long break after, and they were like, "Let's just bust our asses for I these," think so. you know, 120 I think so. minutes.
3: Yeah, because you know what? I'm sure that the the, the the thing was they probably like listen. If we get we get fucking housed in these games we're going to be, we're going to be fucking doing laps for the next right. fucking we're gonna five be days. Annoyed, yeah. Yeah. They wanted to, to get, you know, you want that five days because it's not only it's five days, right? It's five days, one game, another and four another, days off. Right. Like they have so little hockey and it's a weird, it's a weird time to not have hockey, you know, for them. Um, but it, it is what it is. And then they'll, they'll go on another stretch of games before they get back to finally get to play in, in the new arena. So that's all coming together. First Um,
2: game in the new arena is in March, right? If I'm not mistaken.
3: (laughs) Uh, With the jokes.
2: I think it's right before Thanksgiving.
3: It's actually right before Thanksgiving. I am going to be in New Jersey, and I was contemplating if I should try and make it out there. The first Ranger game is on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. But (laughs) the tickets are like... Oh, astronomical i'm sure probably they're probably (laughs) like three hundred seven dollars right (laughs) perhaps more than that actually the game against pittsburgh's pretty pretty like low it's like it's because it's pretty much uh black friday so you know no one's going to that game apparently so it's like normal prices but i could i could try this swinging game but i don't i don't know if it'll happen with uh with a family trip but oof oof um anywho so uh, yeah, that's a bit the Isles. They've been rebounding. They got they got a bunch of time off. Um, Varley's coming back. Uh, Ross Johnson signing. Nobody else really too banged up. Um, goals from all four lines really, um, but nobody's really break breaking out at this point. Just seeming like everybody's starting to 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 get back all to balanced. that balanced hockey. A well
2: balanced yep. team
3: so far. So we'll see how it goes. All righty. Well, to the yeah. other. Of, Speaking uh, of well-balanced
1: yeah. teams, the Calgary Flames are fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> really, really are. But I, I, give, I give the Rangers a lot of credit for the consistency of being just an awful hockey team right now. Um, I, I say that jokingly, of course. But here was my review of the Ottawa game before the final six minutes of the game. It was another lackluster performance by this team. You know, Gallant said earlier in the year and and throughout training cramp throughout training camp, he wants this team to be the hardest working team in the NHL that has yet to happen. Probably all those cramps. They had, yeah, Georgiev <laughs> didn't look good, but he also didn't look bad. He was just, he was okay at best. Um, Panarin was, again, invisible. Mika Zibanejad has not showed up this year. I mean, those two guys, panarins I, I can't remember him having the slow start in his in his years with the Rangers. Mika had a bad start last year, so hopefully they can turn it around at some point and get what, things when going.
0: They, when do they get to play the Flyers? That's
1: when Zibanejad turns things uh, around. I don't know. I'll have to look into that. Um, that but... It was, it was looking like this was going to be a game where they wasted two points that they're going to look back at the end of the season going, fuck, we could have beat Ottawa, and now we're two points out of a playoff position, and it's all happened because of that fucking Ottawa game. Ryan Reeves, he, my, my, envision, my vision of Ryan Reeves was a guy who was going to play hard, hit hard, and fight people. He hits people hard. He doesn't skate hard. And he doesn't fight people. He hasn't had he's not had one fight as a New York Ranger yet. And their power play is a fucking joke. I was I, I mean, I was joking with you guys saying, you know, can can we punt? I mean, can we can we do something else? Can we choose to take a penalty shot instead of going on the power play? Because it has just been an utter shit show. Get it together. Get it fucking together. And then. Kreider scored immediately on the power play after I wrote this. Um, And there was a little bit of controversy on that Kreider goal where he definitely should have not counted. Well, he's why? I don't know. I didn't even see it. I just, he scored the goal (laughs) and then Matt Murray was kind of leaning forward as, oh crap. I can't believe I gave that goal up and Kreider was coming across the crease and Kreider's thigh hit Matt Murray right in the head. And Matt Murray has been, prone to concussions and matt murray left the game at that point and everybody was saying oh another goalie cried or ran over i mean matt murray's together, been together. you to fucking idiot freaking injury get it together you fucking idiots <laughs>
2: um
1: so so murray uh, hurt his vagina and left the game and then jesus a minute later uh the rangers tie the game and after that, Goudreau, a deflection at 320, all, all, in, all in a matter of three minutes and 20 seconds. The Rangers go from 2-0 down to 3-2 up, and they win the game on the road. Uh, road trip 4-0, and oh, and they only gave up five goals on that road trip, which I thought was really, really impressive. Um, going, I mean, consider who they played, right? They played Toronto, who should have scored more. Uh, they played Montreal, played Nashville, and they played Ottawa. And you want to talk about hardworking teams. The Nashville Predators are an extremely hardworking team. Nick, that game Saturday versus the Islanders at 1 o'clock. That is going to be – I'm actually excited to watch that game because there's going to be people get hit all over the place in that game. It's going to be a really, really good game to watch. But other than that three minutes and 20 seconds, the Rangers played like absolute dog shit in this game, and they did not deserve to win this game, and they stole this game. The game versus Calgary, listen, they put they finally put Goudreau on a line with Strom and Panarin, and they played really, really well. Really, really well. Uh, isn't, it, came- isn't it pronounced Goudreau? <laughs> so God, God bless you, Sam Rosen. Sam Rosen spent the better part of the first period saying Goudreau and Goudreau, spelling each name out and telling everybody they were not related. I mean, God bless Sam Rosen um, for doing that and for the for the laughter that he gives all of us on a on a on a gamely basis. A gamely basis, is that
2: right? Game-ly, I like it. I
3: like it. gamely, game-ly basis. Yeah, gamely. All right, good.
1: good. And um, it's important
0: to note that that we are definitely laughing at him, and
1: not at him. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. So, look, Shostakin was incredible in that first period, and that game should have been. Probably four or five, nothing at the end of the first period. But Shostakin actually stood on his head and made some incredible saves at point blank range, at people, at, at Calgary Flames who were standing in front of the net all alone and making saves.
2: So what you're saying is, if you don't start your fourth string goalie, you can get out of the first period at less than four nothing versus the Flames.
1: Yes, it was. Uh, okay. It was only. It was only one nothing.
2: Hold but- on, let me write. I'm going to write that down i I'm going to send that note to, uh, to Lindy.
1: You, you should. The only line that showed up was the Panarin, Strom and Goudreau line, which I thought was excellent. Um, oh. but Kako is coming back on Friday. So it's going to do an interesting thing to the dynamic of the team. Uh, Reeves went uh, out of the game, uh, with a lower body injury, uh, in the first period, he actually played one shift and, uh, that was, that was his night. Nils Lundquist. This is a guy who came over from Sweden, was the best defenseman in Sweden last year. He's a really, really good hockey player. He's got a crazy slap shot from the point. But he's really, he's a tiny kid compared you know, he's trying to manhandle uh, Milan Lucic. And, I mean, he just couldn't, he just couldn't stand toe to toe with a guy like that. He's a guy that needs to go down and work on his game bring up zone Jones or bring up Schneider that can handle more of the physical aspect of the game and more of the speed of the game. Let those guys flourish a little bit in the NHL and let Lundquist get acclimated to the AHL. And sometime during the course of the season, you bring him up again, but this is a guy who needs to be down in the minors to really adjust to the ice surface, to the size, the speed, everything that we talked about with Lafreniere uh, in, in the opening of the show, um, Nils Lundqvist actually needs to do this. And I hope, I hope this happens sooner rather than later because uh, it could damage who he becomes as a player. And and Billy says it all the time the Rangers can't develop young, you know, stars and they can't develop young players into stars. And, um, you know, all the names keep popping into my head right now with Vladimir Vorobiev and Daniel Gano. And I mean, you name it. Um, all these all these players that were supposed to be the future of the Rangers just got hurt because they spent too much time in the NHL when they should have been being more developed in the minors. And Nils Lundqvist is that type of player. Having said that, he's going to score a hat trick on Friday. So God bless him. Um, but the rest of that game was a, it was was an utter shit show with the Calgary Flames, and there is no need to talk about any of it. No, no new news on Kratsev, right? So you know, Kratsoff is is very interesting and, and you're you're hearing what Drury wants for him. He wants, you know, top 10 talent form. Um and they've had conversations with the Arizona Coyotes. Why because Jesus why Jesus. the fuck not? Of because course. they <laughs> have proven over again that they'll take anybody they take on their team. But you want, can you take Kessel back? <laughs> well, no, we I don't want that headache. Um what I do want back is Barrett Hayden. And anybody who knows, who watched the, the World Juniors, I think prior to COVID happening, the one with Lafreniere and with, um, I think, uh, and Keandre Miller was on that team. Was Jack Hughes on that? Yes. In that one too. Um, Barrett Hayden was the captain of Team Canada. And Lafreniere's chemistry with Barrett Hayden on the power play um, was, was something to behold. And if they can make that deal happen, I mean, Barrett Hayden couldn't make the Arizona Coyotes. So Kratsoff couldn't make the Rangers. So there's got to be some balance there. There's got to be, you know, you take ours, we'll take yours. This kind of reminds me of the Kenny Rogers for Scott Brocious trade, if it were to ever happen. You know, Brocious wasn't doing jack shit with Oakland. Starving Rogers fried chicken. Kenny Rogers sucked as a Yankee. They made that trade happen. Brochus went on the next year to be the World Series MVP. So, I'm not saying that that could happen, but maybe it could. But um, no, no new news. That's been the that's been the hubbub about Barrett Hayden for Vitaly Kratsev, and uh, the Rangers might have to put a sweetener in there. Okay, so you give him Goche too, or put fucking a Hayek in in the trade as a sweetener. Just make it happen. Get another fucking able body in here that could do something. So that is that with the New York Rangers. That is my rant. I'm very very upset. So Friday is going to be a big game. Friday is going to be a huge game. They've had, you know, three days off. They've had practice. They they had today off for practice. They practiced yesterday. They'll practice tomorrow. Um, Let's see what happens with Lafreniere. So next week I should be in in a worldly mood. Worldly mood. I hope not. (laughs) Yeah, right.
2: And now it's time for Trivia with Bill. Wait! Wait!
1: Wait! 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 Why
2: so fucking upbeat? Uh, Jesus after, Christ! After Nick's performance last week,
1: uh,
2: Bill gets all the credit this
1: week. Oh, Nick, you blew it! You're it blowing is. it, Nick! Hey. You're blowing it. That makes me
0: feel good. I know it's everybody's favorite time of the week now.
1: I see the card. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. we have the card.
1: Dream Theater this week. Who is it? It's not freaking
0: Dream Theater. I. I you got to stop with that shit.
1: Right we went, through this fucking, we went to this fucking gag last week. Metallica, Jesus Christ!
0: The qu- can I get to the question? Yeah. Please. Okay, the question: What is the <laughs> ideal temperature of the ice in a hockey rink?
3: Hint, three, two,
0: three. hint uh, The same temperature two, that it was in Brno in the Czech Republic the night that the Neil Morse band recorded the Great Adventure. DVD. It was um, winter, by the way.
1: I'm gonna say it's probably gonna be below 32 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm going out on a limb here. I'm going yeah, out on a yeah, limb.
0: Because, because they are not playing water polo. They are playing ice hockey.
1: So I'm gonna say really How did they get close. the
2: horses in the water? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't start this shit. Not on the podcast. Uh, Don't start that shit.
2: Um you know it's funny. I've been you know, I'd go to devil's games early to watch warmups. And if you get there early enough, you can see they go out and they actually put it, they take the temperature on the ice in like 45 different spots around the rink. That's right. So I actually know the answer to this. And the answer is below freezing.
0: Uh, yes. Uh, well, we're looking for a more precise uh, answer than that. Well, I mean, I have a more precise answer. On oh, you want it's like a wait. number Below for sure? Yes, uh, zero
1: degrees centigrade, uh,
0: zero degrees centigrade, um,
1: Celsius, whatever they say, whatever the Celsius Canadians say,
0: either. Well, that that is that is uh also 32 degrees Fahrenheit, so that's the
2: same, yeah, that's, they're that's the same, <laughs> they the same. Uh, I'm
3: gonna go go, with, go ahead, when the go, hell did this happen? I'll go with five degrees Fahrenheit.
0: Five degrees Fahrenheit,
1: Nick. That's Good really guess. cold, man. It's that's higher. Really, it's that's really it's cold. a bit
3: higher.
2: I'm going to say twelve degrees Fahrenheit. Getting warmer.
1: Get it? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh, <that's>
2: silly! <laughs> what a cockbag
0: oh, you are! You oh. are so funny. You fucking. I'm going to say.
1: I got it. I'm going to say minus twenty four degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs>
0: no, it's not.
1: Wait, I went the wrong that, way. That'll be yeah. very cold. Okay, no, the wrong way. Very, very
0: cold. Um, and I, and I do have an answer on this card. Both in. Celsius do you know? And do you know the Fahrenheit.
2: temperature of the ice when Sidney Crosby's playing? It's ninety eight point seven because usually he's laying on the ice, knocked out. Ooh. Get it.
0: This just took a dark turn, and I I don't like it.
1: Seventeen degrees.
0: Uh, oh, that is real close. You're a little high. A little high.
1: Yeah, he is a little high. I'm going to say 24.6 yeah. degrees Fahrenheit. It's not.
2: You're, go, you're, you're all over going the place. The right <laughs> you're
0: um, too high. I, I, you're
2: too low. What an asshole.
0: I just said 17 degrees was too high and you just went higher to 24. Was it 15 degrees Fahrenheit? 50. I'm going to take that. I'm going to I'm going to accept that answer. Is 15.8
1: degrees Fahrenheit ordinary? No, 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 no. You have to round up to 16. That's that's incorrect. Fifteen. I will 8, go get Tina. She is 16. teaching
2: rounding, and she would tell you that 15.8 uh, rounds up to so 16. You, you can't take 15 no as an shit. answer.
1: You can't take 15 <laughs> as an answer. Goddamn. So,
2: so 15 is wrong. You're supposed to, you
1: know, you're the 100% math, guy. You know math
2: guy. Why the fuck would you say you'll take 15 for 15.8 when you clearly know 15.8 rounds up to 16?
0: Because I want to get this fucking It was obviously answered. going to be the put next the goddamn guess. Card down.
2: It was going to be the <sighs> next guess no matter what. We knew 15 was too low and 17 was too high. Even us morons could figure out that 16 was the correct answer. You don't think when
0: he said fifteen, and I and I was going to say fifteen point eight, that would be a little bit nitpicky?
2: No, I'm but if you, to be said, cool.
0: you said you said unfortunately, Skywalker?
2: if you said unfortunately, you're wrong because this number wouldn't round up to fifteen. We would have figured it out. Well, then I Stupid think fuck. you know what I you're getting. You're back to the back to the shitty intro next week. The uh,
0: <laughs> I think the next logical thing is that that I should be crucified. Let's do that.
1: Wait, Let's go to Jerusalem.
2: Ooh. Well, <laughs> Oh
1: my what? God! Kind of what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> what? Why how do you, you have a
2: Jerusalem book? How? I a... what? <laughs> Doesn't everybody have all a the million? geographies <laughs> Tom could pick? Why
1: well, you said crucify and Jesus and you know all that stuff? So is wait is that your mom's book?
0: Uh, it it was my mom's book. She she brought it over to me last weekend.
1: Of course, it left was left it with me to read. Yes. You're moving further and further away. Is from that you. like if you, if
2: you go to AAA and you're planning a trip, they send you that book? This is, it's a
0: bit <laughs> thicker than a than a guide uh, book. No, it's, that would it's,
1: be thicker than Fromer's Guide to Jerusalem.
3: <laughs> <right>? <laughs> the Fougier Guide.
2: <laughs> well, actually, I'm Arthur Froman. That's my book. <laughs> um, unfortunately, we do not have an impression segment today.
1: Jesus fuck! This is two weeks in a row. This is, sorry, sorry this to say is, that uh, someone someone's getting fucking fired for this. Somebody's we, getting fired. Reached out, we reached out to Nick,
2: and unfortunately, he said he was just unable to to put together an impression segment this week. I'm sorry.
1: I don't know. I don't. We, we'll we'll see if it's an agenda item next week. I promise like, nessa no, I wouldn't do this. Got a lot of kissing to do. We take wow. action. We are not the Blackhawks.
3: We we find out these things and we take immediate action. I'm sorry, guys, wasn't wasn't in the cards this week. Well, Billy had the cards. That's true. I uh, the cards. All right.
1: So I had a year pegged out for Steve, um, but in the events of everything that happened, we had to change years. So we're gonna go this date in uh, this year in Steve's stomach. This is one this... of my.
2: This is one of my. I, I like this binder. This was a good notebook.
1: This Can was a I finish good... my fucking intro, please? Sure. Sorry. Start again. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is, uh, we're going to do this year in Steve's stomach brings us to the year of our Lord, 2013.
2: And might I just add that this was one of my, uh, I like this planner a lot, it offered me a lot of room to write down all of the information necessary for each day.
3: You couldn't get another one like that after that.
2: No, it was twelve dollars. I just didn't want to spend twelve dollars. <laughs> so wait,
0: okay. so like, are you, So if you had, if you had a, a notebook that was like a shorter notebook, like, would you have to limit what you eat for the year? Like, would you like get to a point where, you're like, oh shit, I can't eat for the month of December? I'm running no, out as of you
2: can see in these notebooks, there was really small boxes, so I just had to write really small. Don't you go looking.
1: I was trying to find the pumpernickel bagel don't go looking all right please go to december 6th 2013 december 6 2013
2: 12 6 yeah
0: 13 13. 1 2 3 4 5 6 oh i I bet there's going to be a little piece of chocolate candy from an advent calendar
2: critical bagel this is uh, uh, Wednesday. Ash Wednesday? December 6th, 2000. 2000- no. Ash Wednesday is Fe- Jesus Christ. wrong season. Lunch <gasps> was. Oh, you didn't have breakfast? didn't have breakfast? Mm-hmm. Okay. Lunch was two slices of pizza. That son of a bitch. One plain, one pepperoni bought for me by the fine people of Phillips because we participated in a lunch and learn that day at work. Can of Coca-Cola on the side and dinner was my world-famous chicken cordon bleu pasta with a Coke Zero on the side.
1: Oh, Coke Zero.
2: I didn't know you had a world-famous dish. It's spect- I've never made for you my chicken cordon bleu pasta. It's like Aurora's chicken pepperoni. I think you have and it's wonderful.
0: I just didn't realize it was world-famous.
2: Well, fuck you for saying that. Why uh, did we pick December 6th in the year 2013?
1: On December 6th, 2013, the New York Rangers acquire Kyle Beach from the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for Brandon Mashinter. Wow. Kyle Beach played uh, 15 games or 50 games for the Hartford Wolf Pack. And I don't know what happened to him after that that's why i had to change Mm.
2: okay so
1: all right well i think uh i think we're done for this evening uh don't forget to go on to our uh, did wait you uh, our marketing department put out there about questions did we get any questions oh wait let me check yep no questions no no (laughs) questions at all but hey look at least the marketing department did more than one of our co-hosts tonight oof oof (laughs) Mm. (laughs) oof Mm hmm you were just
2: compared to the marketing department in a negative light that might be the lowest it gets
1: at friends underscore rivals on the twitter uh go on to itunes and give us a review we'll read it on the air if you don't want to read it on air we won't do that but at least stop by give us a rating um turn on your notifications so you'll never miss an episode of the friends and rivals podcast billy Say something, Woody.
0: I would like to cordially invite the three of you to my uh, video room to uh, review the... Um, no, you, you can't stop now. No. Um, no, that's oh, no, sing, <laughs> things things out. The podcast. sing us
1: out. Oh, sing us out.